Welcome back to the Scrap Time Podcast. Um, before we run the clips, uh, it's been like two months, three months. I think our last one was at like major two. Um, we've taken some time off. We've thought about how we want to do this. Not really. I was just too lazy to do this. Um, God, I want to get back into this so bad. And I think now is the perfect time. I was really hoping for NA Challengers to finish up. Uh, but unfortunately, they won't. So... We still have a lot yeah, to talk about. about. Three series away from challengers being done. Yep. Uh, Clasers. So we, we, oh, we do have one. Yeah. We do have one team uh, already in champs. That's uh, Felony Clayster, Pristini, and Venom. Mm. Wait, they're uh, they're in the the grand finals, right? Yeah. Good for them. Should make a moves. Holy. I mean, as long as this, as long as this is updated correctly, this the game battles. Uh, yeah, I trust the game battles is updated correctly. <laughs> I yeah. trust that and then, shit. Yeah, because I mean, right now it's Mau Mau and Electrify Steeler plan. All right, uh, before we get anywhere, uh, Nacho, play that heat. I'm feeling like Teach. What would you chance? You know what I mean. I'm feeling like Teach. All on the docks in the first HP. I'm feeling like Teach. Been enough for the L, can I get some out, please? I'm feeling like Teach. I'm feeling like. All right, let's get into it. Um, what have you been doing today? Have you been watching Challengers? Uh, like you should be. Uh, I haven't been. I haven't been actually. My mother was in town today. I've been looking at houses. Um, so my mom was in town, uh, to go to go look at some places with me. Oh, okay. Uh, so I, I've been. It's been a busy day. Uh, haven't been able to watch Challengers like I wish I could have. Um, before we get into Challengers, what kind of houses are you looking at? Like, uh, are you looking at like a, uh, just a condo? Some, just some condos. Yeah, just yeah, just some small condos here in uh, uh in not like in the, necessarily the city center. I've, I looked at, I looked at one that was like right in uptown, uh, but just some that are a little bit, little bit outside of uptown. So kind of near work, but you know, nice like communities and, and stuff, places to places to live. Okay. That sounds good. You know, do you have like, you know, uh bare minimum, how many bedrooms, how many uh, bathrooms you're looking for? <laughs> Uh, like one that. bed, one bath is is the minimum. I'm I'm looking to be living by myself. Uh, <laughs> okay. You know, I'm looking to take on a mortgage, man. I'm just doing adult stuff. Um, honestly, that was a, a big reason that we can do the podcast so much. We're both, you know, working full time now and being full professional adults. God, my my real job is taking so much time. Uh, I'm so upset that I haven't been watching enough Call of Duty lately. Um. Well, I've been watching the main matches. I just haven't been watching challengers. Unlike this yeah. weekend, uh, I don't know if you weren't able to catch APAC, but holy shit. Uh, the the trio, Luca, Shox, and Fida, who have been absolutely rolling APAC challengers for the past, I don't know, like two or three years, uh, they're not going to champs. They are not going to be at APAC chance. Did see that they got knocked out. It's insane. Does does APAC get an automatic qualification? Uh they get one. They get they one get automatic. One. The the winner of the LCQ goes. Uh there is a player. Yeah, but in... They don't get an automatic based on points. 
No, uh, they do uh, not. That's uh, they didn't have enough. That's so unfortunate. <laughs> it is. Um, Lucas Shocks and Fida have won six of the thirteen cups, and they will not be at Challengers Champs. Um, that's just nuts. That's nuts. Yeah, that's not very good, but it's okay. Uh, because there is another player in APAC who, I mean, this is my annual APAC check-in. There's a player named Limax. Oh my god, that guy is insane at the game. And I honestly am very excited for his team uh, to hopefully put up a good fight against the EU, Latin American, and NA teams over at Challengers Champs. That's going to be really exciting. Uh, I don't really expect anybody to beat Ultra Academy NA or Iron Blood Gaming. UNA is uh, the Vickle, Hixie, Scrappy, and Assault team. And Iron Blood is Brat Classic, Exceed, and Mohawk. I don't really expect anybody to beat those teams, but still. No. I mean, Toronto NA has been running challengers all year. Yeah. Uh, well, right, right after... Uh... It was it was optic, wasn't it? It was it was it was optics team with uh, havoc, uh, kismet. The, the general team. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they were running it for a while, but then uh, Rocket picked yeah, up havoc, they... and they kind of fell apart after that. Which you know, it's kind of expected because havoc was really essential to that nuts. team. Yeah, havoc nuts. is nuts. Um. But his season is over. Uh. And a lot of these his other teams are not. Over. Um, uh, before we get into you know actual like the nitty gritty of what happened and who played who, how are you feeling after uh, after all the qualification and all of the uh, all the scenarios? How are you feeling about just top eight making it to champs? Um, I'm good because New York made it and none of the <laughs> other teams didn't. Uh, yeah, we can talk about uh, Florida, LAG, Rocker, and Paris the four teams that did not qualify. Um, let's start yeah. bottom to top. What do you think about bottom to top? Well, bottom to top. I mean, the bottom, of course, is Paris. Yeah. Um, Who is going they, to be the Vegas Par- Vegas Legion. Vegas Legion. Yeah, coming up this, this next year. Um, surprising. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I really don't know what it takes to, to change your your franchise location um don't know what the cost is but paris has been pretty uh pretty spending averse uh you know since since franchising started in these past three years so it's interesting um i'm i wonder if they'll be able to put together a solid team i mean there are plenty of challengers out there and i think if they could just build around temp i mean even their their roster as it stands isn't too bad you know they played phase really really well um at the LAN and which I mean really doesn't count for for anything coming up coming up a little bit short but I mean a, a two and 23 soon almost a Zuma season a two and 20 <laughs> a two and 23 season even worse than a Zuma season even worse than a Zuma season Can you imagine yeah, they, could, they, could, they could not quite reach a Zuma season um yeah this but, team yeah. was really disappointing I think Legion has to, to do whatever they can to hold on to Temp and Johnny. Um, but those yep. two remaining spots are going to be whatever they can afford, honestly. Um, yeah, I, I don't see this team getting better 
after moving to Vegas unless they somehow change the entire culture of their team, which I extremely doubt. I think if they can keep Temp around, Temp was was clearly clearly wanted. You know, he was he was clearly upset with the way things were going this year and i think if they decide that they want to build around him he is going to demand uh some changes or at least uh i i think you basically say like hey who do you want to pick up you know because you want to keep temp around uh he had an insane year he had a 1.8 1.08 uh kd this year on a team that was two and 23 so i mean i think that just speaks volumes to exactly how dominant he was uh yeah, not having reliable subs around you. Um, it's tough going through the year. I understand Johnny and John and Jimbo were both in a really tough situation. John obviously getting dropped for Johnny. Uh, it, it was a tough year all around for them. Uh, Jimbo is playing in like Canada or something. I he's like yeah, not playing with I mean, the team so. He he had a tough year. Yeah, and he just he just couldn't seem to find any consistency either. But I mean, just to just to even build on on Temp's stat line, Temp had the same KD this year as Awakening, Hydra, and Sid. So I mean, this, this is good company that he's with. And I mean, it, on a two and twenty three team, I, I know I'm kind of hammering at that point, but it's just it it really was an outlier. When right? you look at who he's playing, so if I'm Paris, I'm basically saying, look. I'm going to give Temp the keys to the castle. I'm going to say, hey, look, who do you want on your team? Who do you want to build around? Even if it's just challenger players, I mean, this year has shown that there's plenty of talent in challengers, plenty of guys that I'm sure are willing to come and play with Temp, uh, you know, who's a vet, established vet, had a really good year, um, and, you know, and these are guys that they can get for the league minimum that they're not going to have to pay more than they want to, you know? Yeah, there's absolutely challenges players that uh, would fit the bill, but then you got to think of the other side of it. Would these challenger players be willing to risk their stock going into you know the next year or the next year to play with a team that's kind of destined to fail, such as Paris uh, or Vegas? Um, they're going to be again two and twenty-three. I know you keep on hammering it, but that is embarrassing. It's not good, uh, especially in a league that's as tight as this one is a league that you know just got done playing a game that may be as inconsistent as ever uh two and 23 only being able to scrounge up two wins uh throughout what eight months of play that's that's not yeah. good enough that's simply not good it's enough eight percent win rate that is an eight percent win rate um, you, you know, know, two out of 25 series that they're able to win. Even the Sixers, the 2015-2016 Sixers, I know. Uh, they went 10-72 and 72 during an 82-game uh, schedule. That's a better win rate than this team. And they were literally trying to lose games. <laughs> like, Yeah, I mean, it's... It's a it's a magnitude better. It's like a three and twenty two season for Paris, really. Jesus <laughs> uh, just win rate comfortably. It's still about twelve percent. Yeah, and I mean, it's. I think that Paris won't have trouble if they're basically saying, "Look, it's it's going to be temp. We're letting temp pick who he wants, and you know, we're we're bringing in a whole bunch of guys from challengers. These are guys that you've seen and competed against or with." 
you you know what they're about you know how that you know how they play i mean if they're able to pick up guys like i don't know super uh they could get i don't know you know luca uh some of these some of these guys that i you might not get chances with other rosters you know i'm not really sure how many rosters are going to actually make a change um you really have to think that Atlanta is probably gonna, is going to stay together. RC said on stream that they all signed extensions. Yep. Uh, Optic Texas probably going to stay together. Can't see anybody else unless like Scump retires or something like that. You can't see them making a a team change. Uh, LAT in the th- in the number three spot. Well, uh, we could talk about them, but I yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about LAT or do you want to keep going? Sorry. No, I was, I was just trying to basically saying these top teams probably aren't going to be making roster changes. They've stuck with their roster this whole time, and it you know it paid some dividends. So I just, I just don't see any like the top three making any changes. Maybe some of the the middle places to go, but if especially if you want you know to play with a duo, you can you know, and then Temp and one other. You know, Paris seems to be a pretty optimal landing space. Um, where you know you can go in without too many expectations, not too much pressure, uh, and hopefully turn the franchise around. It would be an interesting place to be. Like, an I would like this team to continue to experiment with challengers players because obviously we've seen through guys like Two Real, you know, Pred and Sib, and I, I guess Havoc again. Uh, we've seen that challengers players that have success down there will continue to have success in the future. Uh, I think that this team just needs to, you know, f- be able to find those proper guys down there uh, and just bring them up. Guys like Gravity, uh, Gravity's been down there for five-ish years since, like, Black Ops 4. Uh, I, I'm i not sure if that was the right decision to bring him up. I really like Gravity. I wish he was in a better situation but this team obviously didn't perform together and you got to look at a top-down uh redo yeah no, i i totally agree i think it's pretty much just temp you might want to keep johnny and that kind of cut these guys loose and i mean i was a big proponent of gravity uh coming into the year him and, and dave patty I, I thought both really deserved spots after the past couple of years in challengers i thought they'd been playing really well for a long time um and so it sucks that it doesn't really pan out um but i i i applaud them at least you know I, you know paris and and florida taking chances on these challenger players that have shown some success and some level of success yeah it's just not enough do you want to uh move on to another team yeah let's do it uh Uh, you want to talk about rocker next uh, who finished out in 11th place (laughs) yeah let's do it um (laughs) rocker over the course of the season moving attached to the ar was probably the right decision, but the fact that your best AR on your team was attached kind of speaks to the lack of correct pieces on that team, if you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, I mean, I thought attached played really, really well in the AR role. Um, and of course, this is a much more competitive team. They're, you know, 20 points out of a champ spot. Um, they were 14 and 14, completely, you know completely even uh, win-loss rate. 
So, you know, it, it can be tough when you're just looking at it that way. You know, actually, they're almost about as average as you could you could be. They're 57 map wins to 58 map losses. I, I don't know. You know, they pick up Havoc. They tried to make a change. You know, they, uh, they, and after, you know, they brought in their entire Cold War roster. So. I think, I, yeah. I think Major 5 kind of, not diluted, but definitely uh, created a higher expectation or a higher wall for these guys to reach than was actually possible. Um, Standy, yeah, even though and he had. I think it really saved him. Yeah, that that reverse sweep in the in the grand finals just kind of it, it almost saved the team in roster spots. Yeah, um, absolutely. I that reverse sweep was so fucking good to watch live. Um, it's great. And the MVP of that event, Standy, um, their best player by far in Cold War, in my opinion, uh, did not perform this year at all. No, I, you know, he, he really set a standard for himself in Cold War. And then, you know, he came into this game. You're, you're really expecting another MVP-esque season out of him. And you just don't get it. You don't, you don't get it uh, at all. I mean. Yeah, but. the expectation was definitely to build upon Standy uh, and Major Maniac coming into the season uh, after picking those guys up and getting rid of Lamar. Um, but that simply did not come through, come to fruition. Uh, changing roles, moving Priest all around, uh, picking up Havoc in the middle of the season just did not create an environment for success for these guys. And the results showed. They had a really good qualifier for Major 3, and then they get bounced winners round 1, and then get bounced losers round 2. Um, that performance translating from online to land seemed to continue to plague them uh again they made winner's bracket a major four and got bounced uh at major four so i mean they're continuing to even going into this even going into major four i mean their last two matches right before that were were with paris uh and seattle which they won both but they're both three twos you know and one of them, one of these teams is Paris, and the other one is, is Seattle, who, who really struggled during the major four qualifiers after winning major three. So, I mean, a strong teams, you know, a strong team, but we're really lacking in performance. And so, so even then, like Rocker, we're, we're just kind of like grinding out these wins, and then they get to land, and uh, you know, it's been the same issue. Yeah, it was the same issues again. Um, I mean, we could talk about the series against the subliners later. And then, uh, I mean, I, it also is a pretty tough draw. You're playing subliners and then uh, Texas right after, Optic Texas right after. So it, it is a tough draw. Uh, and, and, I mean, they lost two three twos. Uh, so I, I don't think it was necessarily a bad showing for them. But it's still just a disappointing result on the year for a team that seemed to have a whole lot of promise and that you expected to be one of those top eight teams, you know, top six team, really. Yeah this team's expectations going into the year, uh, I'd say wind back the clocks to like, I don't know, January, you'd think that this team was probably a top four team along with ultra yeah. phase optic, you know? Yeah. You, you're expecting them to be pushing for, pushing for major wins and pushing for, uh, for 
a champs probably you know at least competing at champs being in that conversation as maybe a dark horse uh you're, you're not expecting to see them at the bottom of the of the standings yeah just a outright disappointing year for rocker uh going into the off season uh i believe it was confirmed during the rocker conference that all of their players except for havoc are going to be free agents uh Havoc is a team option, and their substitute fame is also going to be a team option. So what are you thinking in terms of roster moves? Who do they bring back? Or who do they try to bring back, and who do they let walk and look for possible I mean, obviously, improvements? Yeah. Obviously, you're going to... I, I still think you try to bring back Standy. Um, especially, you know, I, it could just be maybe, you know... IW isn't his game. He wants a slightly slower paced game. So we're, we're not exactly sure uh, what next year is going to hold. But I, I still think that he is a talent that you want to bring back. You try, And I think you try to bring back Attach. You exercise your option on Havoc and maybe try to find uh, just one more player. I think like the pieces are all there. And you just, as if Standy bounces back and Attach can be anywhere near what he was this year, you're still looking at a very, very competitive roster. Um, when Havoc came into the league, you know, he was, I mean, in Challengers, he, he was absolutely dominant. I mean, he had like a 1.2 KD and they were winning pretty much, uh, I think they won what every event up until uh, the first land Challengers, right? I think they Where won they the first third. four. Yeah, uh, and then... Yeah, they were. I mean, they were just dominant, and then they come into the first land. They got third, which is still a, a good showing with a lot of teams at the open. Um, you know, so just havoc and and havoc and kismet, of course. Um, I still think that these are guys that you try to bring back. I think that the talent is there, and you don't necessarily. I, I don't think you cut Standy loose after one bad year, or attach loose, or havoc loose after a pretty poor year but i i feel like if you can't get one the other also is is leaving if you if you can't convince one of them to stay i think it's kind of going to be a package deal if if you know standy says i want to try somewhere else then attach might see the roster kind of falling apart and vice versa yeah i agree that you should do anything in your power to bring attach back um the rest of the team you know, it, it might be a coin flip depending on, you know, what St. Looney are thinking uh, on the coaching side for GM-wise. Uh, Priestess, Standy, and Havoc, I I would do... I would... If I had to bring back one of them, I'd bring back Havoc. Um, Standy definitely has a shorter leash for this year, for in my opinion, than... Uh, than the pe- previous year after he performed so well in Cold War. And we are going into Modern Warfare 2, where Standy won Challengers Champs uh, in MW in 2019. Yep. Uh, so maybe he can find some type of fire. It's going to be the same engine. It's going to be you know the same doors, same developers. So maybe he has uh, something figured out there. Yeah, like I said, I think... The talent is there and it's apparent, um, re- and so I think regardless of that you just have to, kind of, you you have to you have to retain that talent when you have it. Um, you know he's a guy who has played in the MVP caliber in the past. I would look at this as more of a down year than the standard, and I 
I would say this is more of an outlier than it was in Cold War. Maybe he ends up somewhere in the middle, but if he ends up somewhere in the middle, you're more than happy with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even being an average SMG going into the next year is going to be yeah. enough for this team. Especially if it's yeah, you're hoping for a little bit above average. And if you get more than that, great. If you get less than that, yeah. Again, like you said, I think short leash. But it's still a guy that you want to have around. Um, and I feel the same about Attach. Attach has that veteran presence. Um, he knows what it takes to win. You know, he's he has a ring. Uh, and he was performing very, very well at the end of the year. I think that's when you make up your roster, I think you want one of those guys um that that can really present the culture that you know say this is what takes to win this is where we need to be and set a standard for you so i think that's i think attaches and it would be very very central to that for rocker i appreciate how um how transparent they are uh especially with the the conference that came out uh what like two days ago with their coo brett diamond uh during that press conference, a couple of comments were made uh, on decisions between moving roles and moving players. Uh, Saint did a really good job explaining that, uh, deciding whether or not it was like a feel of the game. Like, for example, Attach was on a sub for a pretty decent portion of, you know, Major 1. And when he was asked to move to the AR, he knew, like, all the routes he was going to take. So... As an AR, he kind of knows what's going on. Uh, so having a versatile player like that for attach is really going to help going into the offseason. It's definitely a luxury to have. So I would do whatever you can to bring back attach and probably bring back Havoc. The other two spots, Priest and Standy, uh, again, short leash for both of them. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even fault them for moving on from from Prisa. I I really think his last you know really good year was Black Ops Four. I mean, since then, not to say that he's been bad, but he has not been. He he. He has definitely fallen off a bit since then. Yeah, definitely. Um. He... Even like MW when Phase was was so strong, it still felt like. It was, he was clearly yeah, it was the, the weak link on that team. Yep. Yeah, it was it was the terrors and and uh, and so. that really made that team that team run. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't fault them for moving on from from Priesta. Uh, of course, you you have to make some changes after after getting eleventh. Uh, so, we'll we'll see what they do. But if I were them, I try to keep attached. I try to keep Standy. I try to keep Havoc. And maybe find a fourth person. Uh, hope that Stanley returns to form. Hope that Attach can keep form. And, and you know, try to try to find somebody, some up and comer from from challengers. You might have to experiment a little bit, but you know, that's what the off season's for. They can try out, you know, a few different players. Exactly. Fits. Um, I'm good to move on. Uh, from Rocker. Yeah, moving. Moving on from that would be LAG. Oh my. LAG. Major two winners. Um, what to do with this Major roster? Two winners. Um, uh, I mean, what the, could you I, I think do? they have. I think they have the largest roster. I mean, they have six players signed, like six players that they could 
that that all played for them in a significant capacity this year. So you have uh, Asim Gunless, Hugh Neptune, Slasher Spark. So I mean, all these guys played big roles in their season. Um, you know, for better or for worse. So I, you know, it's <laughs> it's kind of difficult to say. Like, what 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 do you want to do with this roster? I think I think the the two odd men out are, are Spartan Neptune at the very uh, at the very basics. So you're probably moving on from Spartan Neptune. Um, Neptune, you know, after having a, a really like a, a breakout year in Cold War, just was not able to translate it into any real success this year. Just really looked looked lost most of the time uh you know really disappointing debut with subliners and just kind of bounced around didn't you know didn't really mesh with florida and then ends up on lag and it doesn't really feel like he ever found his footing um you, and you then, know and then spart i mean all right go ahead go ahead no sorry um for neptune it's really interesting because a lot of SMG players kind of fall into this weird category where it's like you're too good for challengers, but you struggle to perform in the CDL. And Neptune had that exact case. Uh, he did really well in challengers. He performed on land, performed online. And then when it came to, you know, making it back to LAG, uh, the performances simply weren't there. Uh, now that's not to be too harsh because he did play, you know, pretty well at Major Four, or at least the team had decent performances at Major Four. Uh, but still, this team, I would not expect this team to stay together. The Slasher Hook Neptune Spark team going into uh, the next season, I would expect this team to make. A significant overhaul yeah i mean i wouldn't be surprised if you see only only two of these names on the roster next year if if even that i mean like a core of slasher hook asim seems really strong right but really wasn't producing any any dividends you know they're i mean they, they did win major the major two but i it really seemed to be apparent after everything that it was just a, a meta deal i mean i mean that volk was you know, really good and, yeah <laughs> spark came in and really just shook everything up and i mean other teams tried to pull out the volk as well but i don't, I don't think that they had this, the same setup and were using all the same attachments to spark and it really seemed to to be just a, a huge boon for them and we never saw them reach that that potential that they showed again uh so i i would expect a, a huge overhaul um yeah I, I i don't even i don't even know who who you're like you're, there's not a single player on this team where you're like you have to keep them you, like, I, you know, I think you keep slasher i think even I mean, if sla- it's you yeah, know, just the brand big he, name he's exactly big brand uh hey. good play because pretty consistent over the year uh, and then maybe you run it back with Hook again because he has that cha- uh, championship caliber uh, player, and then the rest of the roster kind of just, eh, you know. Yeah, I mean, which I hate to say, especially because I'm 
again, I mean, I was a huge fan of, of Asim, uh, Asim, especially in uh, Cold War. You know, when he was on the subliners, I thought he did all the dirty work really well. But in this game, it just felt like almost that role was obsolete. Like you just need you you could you, there weren't many entries that were true entries. Uh, you know, and then like a Slayer sub, it, it really felt a little bit more fluid. Like everybody had to be able to pick up their kills and it wasn't just about taking the hard gunfights. Yeah, this I, game kind of became less about route runners uh, this year. Yeah, and really more just ag- aggressive, just constantly, just constantly taking gunfights and, and you have to just take gunfights and win them. Um, yeah, which, it helps that there's no trophies this year so you can't really hit those angles so you're just yep. you know for flooding the yeah. hill throwing stuns everywhere at the hill and you know that uh that route running play just kind of became a little too predictable um, i think that might be why they had a lot of success at you know the first couple of majors and then they kind of fell off after that um, those routes simply became too predictable and along with you know the meta change going into from major two to major three, um, this team kind of suffered from both the maps and the meta. Um, I would again, I would expect Slasher and Hook to come back. Uh, Neptune and Spark, Asim and Gunless. Maybe you pick, maybe you keep two of those and try to run it back as hard as possible. Um, I. You know, this team placed tenth in the standings, right? Yep, but I mean, five points off of off of champs. Not, uh, but again, that is with that one major win under their belt. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They would get they would have gotten all the tiebreakers because the the plus five. So if they won just one series, one more series at major four, or really they any need, of these, they series. need one more series. Yeah. But I mean. Their series, they they would have had the they had the loser of phase LAT. That's really strong teams. I mean, tall order, uh, and they would have had to have win, uh, beat the loser. They're the yeah the loser of that because they they beat London in their first round. Yeah, that would have been a couple tough matchups for them, especially if you know London. Well, London lost. Yeah, I this LAT team yeah. was just not great. Just not, not enough coming into uh, this year. Yeah, they. I mean, they they give you a miracle run, really fun story, but outside of that, just a, just another team. Just not a yeah, just not a very notable year. Um, well, capacity definitely a lot that. better than last year. Last year they were running, you know, silly assault mental that is true. and um, whoever they were running third. It was Cheen for a while, and then mm-hmm. I don't even. Remember I mean, before that, it was it was vivid with their core, with their core three, you know, silly assault. Oh yeah, um, and then dropping vivid, which we'll definitely talk about in a minute with Florida. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to jump into Florida? Uh yeah, let's do it. Um, I mean, they lose the <laughs> they lose the tiebreaker. To uh, to, to subliners, uh, yes, that's that's pretty. 
That's tough. Uh, that's pretty heartbreaking. I mean, yeah, both both coming out at 160. And I mean, honestly, the spread between fourth and 11th was 50 points, five series. I mean, and between and between even, you know, sixth and six and uh, 11th was was 40. So it was a really close end to the year. Do you think that uh, this year would but, have benefited a lot from having more series throughout the year? Because I know we had that, you know, almost three weeks in March where we didn't have a single series. Uh, do you think there are a couple it... of big layoffs? Yeah, uh, I think if there were a few more series, yeah, and it, it probably would have broken up that that log jam in the middle, or you know, at least solidified probably you know one of one of you know the. Uh, Boston, Toronto, and and Seattle even even further up those standings really solidified their their champ spot before. But I mean, going in, I I mean, basically it was just Atlanta and Optic with with uh, guaranteed spots, right? In in champs, I don't even. So yeah. it does make for great storylines, but yeah. you know, still going into yeah, going into into the final tournament, you've got six spots up for grabs, and I mean up for grabs, quote unquote. But just you know, there's a lot of upward mobility still able, which is yeah, which again, nicer storylines. But it doesn't. I I feel like if you have a few more series in there, so you you get a better picture. Yeah, and I think the Florida Mutineers were kind of screwed over due to the the lack of matches played, like say this was extrapolated over, you know, 60 series instead of everybody plays about 30 series. I think Florida would probably taken that eighth and final spot over New York. I'm not going to lie. Um, but still their champs window, uh, went right through their grass right here at major four. Uh, they got swept by New York winners round two and they yeah, had to play face. You can't say they didn't have their opportunity. You can't say they didn't have their opportunity. Um, you know, it it was it really came down to beat New York and you're in, uh, or you know, beat Phase and you still have a chance. And they just couldn't get it done either time. And I mean, the Subliner series was rough. It was terrible. They just it was just not like enough to belonged. regain. Yeah, they couldn't regain from the New York series to go back to Phase and. You know, all of a sudden your year is done, and I think that yeah. this team kind of suffered from not keeping vivid and uh, picking up, going into the challengers well and picking up two real. Two real is great. I really do think he belongs in the league, but giving up what I think is a star player like Vivid to a team that you know potentially took a one of the champ spots from you. That that's rough. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, <laughs> that is really really rough. I'm I mean, vivid, just such a high octane player in a game where you're going to see a lot of engagements. You know, and this that's that's his forte. This when you think vivid, you think in your face. He's going to be taking the most gunfights on the map, and he is going to be winning the majority of them. But then I mean, you replace him with two real who had the worst KD in the league this year. Worse than Royalty, worse than Jimbo. I had a .74 on the year. Um, I, I think he got thrown into a pretty rough situation. Uh, I, I, mean, I don't think that that's indicative of 
his ability. And because, you know, you would switch over. I mean, it just felt like the there was a difference from the jump from challengers to the CDL. He didn't have enough time to really just make that jump. And I mean, because you would see him, he would make these big plays. He was, he would get a huge two piece, get a huge three piece, but he just didn't mesh with the rest of the team. It felt like, yeah, I, I mean, think... it, it felt like he was consistently, consistently getting, you know, multi kills, like big multi kills. So, that's just <laughs> for a guy that I, made I a lot of great plays. Uh, he just couldn't get it to work for this year. Uh, I. I think he still belongs in the league, even though he did have the worst KD in the league. Uh, I don't think he'll be able to keep a spot. He'll probably be stuck in challengers again. Uh, I think he probably got screwed because he's playing with a team with three other ARs. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's just—I mean, their roster is is just. I mean, they, they've got six guys on the roster, and you know you're thinking four of them run want to run the AR. You know you've you've got Dave Patty, Awakening, Major Maniac, and Skies all probably want to be running the AR. Like Wake, you could argue is a flex. Um, you know, and he did his damage with the SMG on on in Cold War, but he he seems to really want to run the AR this year. Um, yeah, just the whole the whole team composition. Did did two real no favors? Didn't do any of the players any real favors. Yeah, and that's why I think going into next year they got to break up those guys in awakening duo. It it just needs to happen. Like I know they showed a lot of success in MW twenty nineteen. I mean they, they yeah. They don't have Frosty to carry them anymore, so he went to Halo. <laughs> <laughs> since I mean since yeah since the uh, since that initial like pickup of Wake and winning two of those three events. They really have nothing to show for it. Nothing in Cold War. Nothing in in uh, in Vanguard. It's yeah, and, and it, yeah, it's definitely sad to say, it, but it, it just feels like you know, Skies is that you know slow prototypical AR. But then Wake also wants to be doing the same thing, where he's holding lane. I mean, not to say he doesn't get in the hill, but he. It it seems like two players that want to play a really similar role and and especially in a game where you're playing so fast it just hurt the team composition yeah it very much felt like for this year either skies is holding back wake is doing his sub thing and they're winning or they're both holding back in the back of the in the map and they're losing games it just didn't i mean there's sorry there's that one game where wake was like plus 25 or something ridiculous and they lost because they just didn't get in the hill was that the gav hardpoint or one of the gav hardpoints right no I, it was on a tuscan it was it was a tuscan hardpoint oh yeah um, yeah and and i think wake had like 17 seconds but you know when you're plus 25 you're saying no you know you're, you're feeling it you're winning all your gunfights just keep keep taking your shadows down the angles and at some point somebody else has to say hey i'm i'm gonna i'm just gonna sit in hill for you and you slay around me and then they just never you know they never seem to make that that connection with you know the objective to their slaying so yeah i think i think you're right i think you put up this duo i don't know who you keep i, I think you 
probably end up keeping awake, but I think that Skies is a better I, player. I disagree. I think you got to keep Skies. I, I'm a big proponent of... I, I think of... you keep Skies, but I think they end up keeping awake. I think they end up keeping awake, but I, I also... Okay. Um, what do you think about Major Maniac on this team? Was he... Uh, is he a keep Again, or a kick? He's definitely not a keep, and I mean... It, again, you just throw him into a really bad situation. I mean, where he's with Skies and Wake, you're both already, you know. I mean, just when they made this team, they there was no, there's no cohesion in this roster. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And it, I, I, I don't think that you can have Major Maniac and um, in a, in a, when you, when you're roster is, is four men um in like an mw where you're playing with five or bo4 um maybe you can get skies running the maddox i mean skies and major maniac fill the same role and i think major doesn't do it as well as skies dude so, you know what would be really good on this team a, a high octane sub player <laughs> that gets lots of engagements <laughs> maybe runs some uh, rounds. yeah uh, yeah, I, I mean, I can't can't think of anyone off the top of my head, but I, that would be really nice on this roster. You just needed to find him another sub to play with. Like the answer yeah, yeah, was why, right there. Why not? Why not try ease? Like why not? Like... Yeah. What? So, I mean, what happened to that? I I thought they were like fine with ease and vivid on the as the sub duo for the team. Did like something? It, there must have been something internal that happened. That's I, that's my there has process. to be, but it just I don't know, just nothing about this team makes sense to me. I like I mean, I can't, but when you look at this roster, two real Dave Patty, Major Maniac, Wake Skies, like the, you're, you're you're expecting you know you're gonna put two real and Yees or you know on out there with you know a couple of ARs, probably running Skies and Wake, but but no, they're running them with with. You know, major maniac, and I mean, it just—I don't know—and it never felt cohesive. Like, like a team like this might have worked maybe last year in Cold War when you know you didn't have to run three subs on some like bow cage, and that could be you know your auto veto if you need to be. Uh, but yeah, this but, roster I mean, as constructed having, cannot again, happen. Yeah, and this, I mean, in this game, with the vetoes the way they are in the veto process, especially if you want to win majors and you want to win those nine-map series, you can't have an auto-veto. You just can't. Um, so you, you can't build your roster in a way that just takes away a map. That, you know, you're going to end up having to play Bocage. Um, you're going to have to do it. And if, and if not Bocage, you're going to have to play Tuscan. And if you're not playing, like, back B2, then there are a whole lot of angles that subs can take on take on you that just give you a huge disadvantage there's i mean like they're sure there are spots that you can post up um you know you got godheady p1 and stuff like that you know all the way in the back uh p3 but it just yeah i mean they're just never it doesn't it feels like you're gonna have to play tuscan or bocage and you're going to get punished for for your roster yeah i mean nothing against these guys it just doesn't like these just are the four people that they ran out should not be four people it should not be a team of four yeah like all four of these players should be in the league but not on the same team like at least that's my opinion yeah 
I'd argue even maybe Major shouldn't be in the league. Maybe he's not one of the top 12, 24 ARs that you could pick up. Um, I I mean, I love the guy, but I I think that he might just be on that cusp of just just on that cusp. Like he's yes yes he he can play in the league. He's a viable option, but I feel like you could probably find someone better um, for almost any team. Yeah, like maybe if, if Scrappy want... was in the league, he'd probably make a pretty decent major maniac replacement. Uh, yeah, um, I think <laughs> even ma- major to uh, major to Paris, even to with with Temp as an AR duo, wouldn't be the worst thing. You can let Temp play an aggressive AR while Major plays a slower one. Um, I don't think it's gonna win any any majors, but I do think that you know it would it would, it would it definitely would be, be more competitive than two and twenty three. Yes, I think it's more competitive than two twenty three. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, so you're keeping you want to keep skies, but you think they're going to end up keeping Wake, and then probably a yes a roster that would, shakeup. That would be my feeling on it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. This is this is probably the hardest of the four bottom teams to you know, predict is going to shake up because there's just so many options and not all of them are great. All of them are okay. Like keeping one of any of these guys is an okay option. Uh, I definitely think there's a right answer in keeping skies, but I mean, the rest of this team has been a disappointment around this team to be, to say the least, especially for the past, you know, two years with that skies awakening duo. Um, and that is the, and that are the four teams that did not qualify for champs. Their season is over. Your tribe has spoken. You're going home. (laughs) Your 39 days is up. Oh, what's that one show where they like drop you in the middle of like British Columbia or like some type of island? Talking about naked and afraid? No, it, it is. It's something else. They like give the contestants like cameras and stuff. Like right in the middle of like British Columbia, I I think it's called like Alone or something. Yeah, Alone. it's called yeah. Alone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they get a backpack and okay, get dropped in. I just googled it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these guys are very alone. So that's it for these four. Uh, do you want to talk about the major? Yeah, let's do major, and then we could talk about some predictions for champs. Sounds good. Uh, so before we get into the major, can I talk about my commute going into the major? Oh my goodness! Please feel free. <laughs> so uh, I was staying at my girlfriend's place, which is in North Jersey, to get into the stadium or the stadium, uh, King's Theater. So I go to the station. The train ride is like fifty minutes to get to Penn Station. I get into Penn Station. Uh, I take a walk all the way to Herald Square, which is like a 10-minute walk. It's not that bad. Then I take the queue over, uh, and then the queue is like another 50 minutes to get to Brooklyn into, I don't even know what the station is called. Uh, I'm going to, Beverly. Beverly was the name of the station. And then it's another 15 walks to King's Theater. So my commute 
every day was two hours. So, of course, I'm going to miss some of the matches going in. And at the end of the the weekend, I was very tired. And I couldn't make it to the... I couldn't make it through the grand finals. So... Yeah, I think you tapped out somewhere uh, in the LA LAT Atlanta series. Yeah, um, I was... It was pretty late. You had I to was, get home, and then you had, what, you had another drive back to Pennsylvania after. Yeah, and I had another two-hour drive to, to PA, so... Um, and yeah, if you if you had left after the after the finals, you would have been getting back like what, like two a.m., three a.m. Something I like got that. I got home at twelve thirty a.m. So I left at what, like six or yeah, something? probably been like two thirty. Yeah, yeah, like seven ish. Yeah, probably been like two thirty. Yeah. So uh, I I don't really probably commute at all. Made the, the right decision. <laughs> yeah, probably made the right decision for you. Um, yeah, and I had work in the morning, so I was fucking exhausted. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, I was. I I'm fortunate with my schedule. Uh, I'm not working this month because I work at a school and it is summer vacation, baby. Uh, so I I was able to stay uh, for the finals. Uh, what do you think of the venue? Beautiful, amazing venue. Might be this is my only land that I've been to, but I mean it will be by far my favorite. <laughs> um. You go into the venue, there is a merch stand, and then to the right, there was like a metaverse pod, so you could watch the game at like two minute delay, instead of walking ten feet into the theater and listening to the actual theater. Uh, So, (laughs) for all my crypto bros and metaverse people, that was cool, I guess. Um, There was like a 2v2 tournament in the lobby. God, that venue was so fucking cool. It was really nice. Yeah, the 2v2 station were were all uh paradox uh his his pc builds so that was really cool he was there um uh, he was he was around he went to some of the, the more exclusive after parties uh so that was really cool he had i think they gave away a couple pcs as well um yeah the the venue was was awesome uh I, also my first land experience um so i i i had a blast it was I you know it's unlike any anything else that I I can remember you know where there being a land you know most of them were holding like held in like auditoriums of some kind but this was like a legitimate theater with a stage um everything you know all of like the acoustics are are built in such a way that you know um and it really was an electric venue it was it was crazy um it you was know loud. One- one thing that I didn't expect going into the venue were, you know, actual chairs. I would have thought that they yeah. would have pulled them out, you know, and they weren't just like, you know, some folding chairs. Like they were really nice, like actual real chairs. chairs. Yeah. I mean, like this is a, this is like a high end, like, you know, off Broadway theater um, that was converted. So yeah, beautiful venue. It was, it was amazing at a great time. Um, they had like a second level where, uh, the, the first three days it was for uh, like the players and the coaches and just like team personnel. And then the, the final day um, championship Sunday, they let the, some of the guys with VIP passes up. Um, so I think the VIP pass was definitely actually worth it um, in hindsight. Uh, I think we, we both just had general admission passes. Uh, but yeah. But still being I, in GA yeah. or in general, being, admission, yeah, like it was so fucking cool to be, you For know, sure. it in was, the in the crowd, right? It was a lot of fun. 
I was actually sitting, we were actually sitting behind Dito, um, <laughs> and we didn't realize it uh, for a couple hours. Um, we so, yeah, sat in a... front of uh, Prisa's girlfriend and Attach's mom, and Standy's yes. mom, for, yeah. for the series where we beat, where we reverse swept Rocker. We, as in MYC, think... sorry. Uh, actually, I think I think it was the was it the Optic Texas one? I don't think it was the Subliners one, was it? It wasn't because it wasn't the first day. I think it was the second day. Oh, that's um, right! And the whole crowd yeah. was screaming "Fuck you, Standy!" Still. Yep. Yeah. That was that was um that was definitely interesting coming out. <laughs> that was that was that became <laughs> a, a, a occurring theme. There's "Fuck you, Standy." Fuck you, too real. Um, oh. which felt a bit uncalled for. Like, I don't know exactly what Two Real did to bring the ire of the crowd on him, but you know, Standy uh, after after the series against New York, even during was was uh, definitely the least favorite person in the venue. <laughs> Everybody seemed to be very anti-Standy, um, and then Draza later in, towards Graham's finals. Um, we even got a, a a little taste of some some British cheers, which I know with big uh, like you know guys from from Britain uh, love to tout that they are way better with their their cheers and their chants. Um, so we got a little taste of that. Um, yeah, and it was it was enjoyable. It was a good time. Hey, what do you think of shit? Shit! Shit! <laughs> <laughs> they their heart was in the right place. Yeah. Go, definitely next yeah, year what do you get think it. of yeah yeah chant usually goes you know like what do you think of x team and usually lg is when you're gonna think of what do you think of LG? shit what do you think is shit lg, LG. and they they uh so <laughs> what do you think is shit shit <laughs> so it was uh but yeah a, a lot of fun in the venue um the i think the vip pass would have been worth it now in hindsight but i still had a great time um the general admission line on on Sundays, let me tell you guys, was ridiculous. Um, it, they did keep it moving at a real pace, but I was literally um, about two blocks away from the entrance to the venue. I, I walked two blocks to the end of the line, and then I was in line for two blocks. Uh, it was absolutely nuts, uh, the amount of people that were there, and it was just so much fun. I had a great time. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was my first uh, LAN experience, and I, I really enjoyed it do it again soon fortunately not gonna be able to make champs like i said I'm, I'm not working right now but i will be during champs yeah and plus the commitment to go to la and you know get a airbnb for that shit i mean as yeah. much as i love cod i don't like it enough to pause my life and go to la even though i'd never been to la you know i took two days off for no, I took three days off for Major Four, and I think that's enough for a year. I'll definitely do it again next year if they host uh, a LAN in New York, which I hope to God they do, because that experience was so awesome. And everybody yep. else says it was like, you know, the best tournament of the year. Uh, yeah. Even the players were I, saying I, so. I really think that um, everything I heard was that the broadcast did not do it justice. So if you were not there, uh, just take our word for it it was absolutely insane the energy was electric the crowd was a whole lot of fun um yeah it was it was a really great time the crim undertaker walkout 
I rewatched the broadcast. In my opinion, that did not do it justice at all. No, it was it was it was insane. It went <laughs> in the venue. Every single subliner's walkout was insane. Um, yeah, the, the drum line. God, oh, they were oh, all so good. Sorry. Yeah, it was it was yeah for sure. Okay, so uh, let's get into the series. I don't, I don't think we want to go through every single series since there were uh, seventeen. I don't think we can get super in depth, but uh, London came out. They went up two zero and got reverse swept. And, I mean, they just—I think they just had a really disappointing showing overall, um, and not really what you want to see with them going into champs. But uh, you know, they got—they lost three two to Toronto, three two to LA, uh, the Gorillas. So I, you know, it's not really what you want to see going in. You know, your biggest tournament of the year. You, you really want to be you know, honing in and, and really just fine tuning at this point. Um, you know, they were pretty much locked. Uh, they have the, the fourth seed, so they'll be playing Seattle, which is another team that, that's been struggling recently. Um, yeah. So how are you feeling about London right now? I think that they were so incredibly like hyped going into this major. I don't know if you felt that at all. Like they were, they went what, like four and one in their qualifiers and, they beat some pretty serious heavy hitters. Um, and going into this major, you would have thought they would take that momentum and beat Ultra, or at least, you know, beat LAG, who has been struggling as of late. Uh, but they couldn't do either, and they end up getting DFR'd in two game fives. Uh, that does not look good, but the fact that they're playing the only other seriously struggling team in that top eight in Seattle round one, I think that's their chance to get some momentum going into champs. I uh, I agree. Uh, really, just yeah, I think that London Seattle first round, the winner of that could. I mean, yeah, they're they're going to end up playing into into the winner of phase subliners. Um, so we'll we'll see. Uh, we can come back to we can come back to that, and we'll talk about champs a little bit later. Um. So after that, you had Florida uh, versus Boston. Um, Boston, another team that you think would just be really in kind of fine-tuned mode. Um, they were pretty much a lock to to get into champs. They went uh, two and one on the week or one and two on the weekend. Excuse me, lost to Florida and Seattle, and just beat. Um, or I'm sorry, they beat Seattle and lost to Texas. Um, how are you feeling about Boston right now? You know, that first series kind of worried me because they played Florida and they let both the Gavs go through. And we just spent, you know, 20 minutes talking about Florida and having like four ARs on that team. So you would think you would ban a, you know, a map like Gav, but they let it through twice. And surprisingly, they split and won the series, which, you know, that's cool, but... No, Florida won. Florida won three two. Or sorry, yeah, Florida won the series. They they split the Gavs even though they lost the series. Um, I I don't trust their veto process very well, solely due to that. Uh, their coaches. Yeah, I'm, still right. I, yeah, it's said in the dance, I believe. Yep. Uh, I would like my. I mean, we were literally we were sitting there and. 
we saw Gab uh Desert Siege Gav Berlin Bocage and we were basically saying there's a very real chance that Florida just goes out and wins this 3-0. Um you're you're basically just going against two Gavs on a really AR heavy team when your team really the lifeblood of your team is your really super aggressive uh, SMGs. You got the two most aggressive SMGs in the league. You're really you really want to get them going early. Um, I I give them credit for being able to fight back. I mean the the Gav control was beyond dominant. It was it was probably the most dominant we've seen. I mean Methods twenty three and eight. Uh, TJ had a one point five. Vivid had a one four. Um, just I mean it, I I give them all the credit in the world for that, and they're able to take the the Berlin hard point. But yeah, I mean, just very, very um, suspect uh, veto. I think that the only explanation that I can come up with is literally just fine-tuning champs. Like, hey, let's let through a couple gavs, see where we stand, see how we feel about it, try to get more comfortable, get some real-time reps on it. We're not too concerned about this major. It would be nice to win it, but we, but you know, you're really thinking, hey, let's get to champs and you know, really see what our map pool. So that would be. That that would be the only explanation I can really with with letting those through. Um, super super weird. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I strongly disagree with letting both of those through, and yet, and you know, of course, Florida's going to take that, and that's going to be it. Yeah, uh, yeah, especially, and then the I mean, game five was was also rough. You know, going into Bocage, thinking, okay, maybe. Their subs can carry them through, but Nero lost. I mean, Nero went three and nine, really, really struggled, um, and was just getting first blooded a lot. I think in positions where he is used to getting first bloods, he was taking that opening engagement and just losing it. I think that's just kind of like a, that's just kind of what happened today. Um, yeah, but I feel like if you if you leave against against Florida, if if you leave it down to just the searches, you're gonna have a bad time. I mean, that's really where two is able to where two real plays is best i mean in the respawns he was um he was like minus uh minus 21 and then he was uh, <laughs> and then he was he was even in the in the searches so yeah very very interesting veto strategy and then i the other issue for for boston breach is first round they're gonna have la the um yeah exactly i just yeah not looking, you're not looking forward to this so. uh do you know how the the bracket plays out if they lose that and like whoever they play the loser of i i know oh, that stuff I, might not I, be. I don't have the bracket in front of me but they, if i had to guess they would be on the two side so they would flip side and they would probably play the loser of toronto and optic Oh yeah, like they're the loser of Toronto Optic. Yep. Okay. Then they're they might be in for a world of hurt come champs time. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah. Because <laughs> that LA these we'll get to them, but Kenny and Envoy look like they're on another level for this year. They look really good uh, right now. They really do. They looked incredible uh, in the grand finals. Their map looked really deep. Uh, they 
play, you know, they uh, went down 3-2 and Ray really come back and win at 5-3. Their control looks out of this world. Uh, I think they dropped like two control rounds the entire weekend. Uh, and they played uh, four, I think. Yeah, five. No, no, four. Yeah, four. They played four. So four control, probably, yeah, more controls than that. But four series. Um, they played all three controls right in the. They're two controls in the final. So they played five controls, and I think that yeah, I think they played five controls and lost two rounds. Just super, super dominant. Yeah. Um, and we can get to let soon because next matchup is you know the big one: New York versus Minnesota, the one where the crowd came for. This match was nuts. It was nuts. Like, so electric in that stadium. It was amazing. New York goes down 0-2. They bring it back, tied up, and teams are still playing New York on Desert Siege. <laughs> like, that's their... Yeah. You would think that, you know, after four straight wins on Desert Siege, you'd be like, okay, maybe we don't play him on it anymore. Unless... You know, New York has some amazing map that teams have to veto, like Berlin. Uh, you're why are you continuing to have to play them on Desert Siege? I think that might be why you know it's being forced to be Game Five to maybe hope to finish the series out early. Uh, but if New York makes it to that Game Five Desert Siege, they're going to win that, like every time. Yeah, I mean that's. It's by far their best um, map. I mean, not that they don't have like a super outstanding search record. Oh, you might be cutting I mean, out. The... Oh, yeah, uh, they they don't have a fin record on it, a seven and four record. But I mean, there are other searches: Berlin four and four, Bokeh three five, Tuscan two and eight. You know, if you, you think if you if you have a ban against them, you probably want to take out Desert Siege. Um, if you can force them into playing Tuscan, you're feeling really good. But yeah, I again just it's like vetoes uh, were, were were strange. Um, they, I mean, they played Bocage Bocage, which I think generally, uh, I mean, Standy went ten and zero in the search too, and uh, yeah, popped off up. a bit. Yep, he still yep, started popped talking off trash. a little bit. And, uh, and that's kind of when it, <laughs> that's where everything went wrong. Everything started to go south. Everything started to go south. Yep. Um, definitely my MVP for for New York on the weekend was Kismet. Um, his stats might not jump off the page, but every time he needed a big two piece, every time he needed a big kill, a big one v one, one v two, even he was picking them up. Um, I was really really impressed by Kismet this weekend. We're gonna note the um, uh, the Berlin hardpoint versus LAT later uh, later today. But whenever um, he plays, whenever Kismet plays Tuscan, he seems to chow through fire on P three, like the rotation to P three that Fountain yeah. Hill. He goes through fire. He always gets that kill, like to the, get the AR out of the like to pick the AR out of the map with a sub. He gets that kill every time. It is incredible how consistent really that is yeah and florida really or sorry new york really seemed to feel fine holding that from the front they didn't necessarily need spawns and they were able to at the very least make that hill a wash without spawns uh and and trying to break from the front 
um, pretty consistently and, and even sometimes, you know, uh, yeah. So it just felt like they, uh, they really felt comfortable breaking that P3 from the front or even just holding it from the front. Uh, didn't feel like they necessarily needed spawns and then were able to get nice rotations to church. So it, it felt, it felt yeah. str- like a strong map for them uh, in general. It very much feels like an avalanche for New York, especially on that Tuscan hardpoint, because they might be down, you know, 50 or 60 because they might have lost the P1 and also lost P2. But as soon as they hit P3, get a break or, you know, split the hill, uh, it it really is an avalanche falling over and New York just takes over and they go on like a 100 to 20 run. And, you know, before you know, it, the game is over. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that uh, the the downside is you know they they do squeak into uh the into the champs on on a tiebreaker against florida uh but now they have phase first match and i mean phase regardless of their form you know they're they're you know they always say that their end goal is hey we want to perform at champs and they do a damn good job of it every year um pretty much everything leading up to the is leading up to champs um so i think that new york in for a pretty tough first match yeah um this is definitely the i don't know if worst is the right word but definitely the least scary uh iteration of phase so far uh just because they haven't really been able to perform or haven't been able to get over the hump and win in Vanguard just yet. Uh, yeah, but they're just so consistent. They're so consistent. Exactly. Uh, and this is Simp is they, finally they get another top form. three, a top three finish. Yep. Yeah. Another top three finish. Simp is finally hitting form after uh, what seemed like a couple of tough majors for him. Uh, selling him is playing like an MVP. Uh, this first match for New York going into champs is going to be tough, but not impossible. No. Also, they haven't had great matchups against FaZe. This, uh, I don't know their exact, what the exact map count is, but they, they have not been they have not been stellar against FaZe. Uh, I think it's been a really rough matchup for them. Uh, you know, like last year, and even in MW, they seemed to be pretty to, to have phase figured out but this year they've struggled um you know even if they they are able to bump up to the seventh seed, which i don't think they're actually it was actually possible for them to get uh, above the eighth seed but uh they performed much better against optic in the two seed uh this this year uh yeah. you know so uh i think that's a it's a rough pull for them in the first uh, all right yeah. uh so the last match of that day was was Thieves and FaZe. Um, we the, touched the, on both these teams. Yeah, this was the, the Kenny and Envoy show for this series. Um, I, again, I said that Simp was looking really good, but this was like the first real series that Simp like really looked bad. He was able to bring it back for you know the remainder of the event, but Simp looked really lost for at least the first two Tuscans. Um, yes. Yeah, Tuscan Hardpoint and Tuscan S&D, he looked really lost uh-huh. those two. Yeah, 14 and 26, and then 2 and 8. Um, ended up minus 10. Uh, but did 
300 more damage than RC is just not what you're expecting to see. Um, sell the only one going positive in that uh, in that series. But I mean, again, LAT look like they're on another level. They're hitting form. Uh, Octane kind of just had his way with RC. So minus 27, Octane plus 15. Uh, just really winning. I mean, they won in every single facet, every single player positive. Um, the least amount of damage was Draza, which would have been the second most on, on Atlanta that series. Uh, it, you know, and it, it just, I mean, they just felt dominant. Um, and they felt that way pretty much the entire uh, event other than their, their one loss to, to New York. Think about how good that feels, you know, not just for the LAT players, but the coaching staff. Because if you look at, you know, this time last year, they were going on their, you know, eighth iteration of their Cold War LAT team. I mean, they had, what, like eight or nine different players on the team? And this year only had maybe one role change with, you know, Kenny and Draza, and that was it? Yep. Uh, but, I mean, other than that, they they really seemed like this year they resolved, hey, let's stick with this roster. We like our players. We like our coaches. We like how this is set up. Uh, let's just run it, and the and the wins will come. Uh, you know, they seem to just really trust the, uh, trust the process. <laughs> yeah, I trust the process. Um... Yeah, it, it's got to be cathartic for them to finally find success oh. after, what was it, like 1,200 days for Octane or something like that since yeah. the last championship? And Octane Sport. and Kenny, I think, yeah, they they won their last event together. Yeah. Uh, been also LAT, right? Uh, yeah, on 100T and Black Ops 4, I think it was like CWL London or something. Or playoffs? Yeah. I don't know. So- Oh, man, that's that's a that's a long way, and I mean, people were talking about Clayster's streak of just over what nine hundred days, or uh, just fourteen hundred. Fourteen? Oh, was it fourteen hundred? Okay, so they yeah. almost that. Wow, yeah. that is that's nuts. Um, yeah, but I mean, just crazy event out of out of thieves. Um, I mean, they they really beat they beat Phase. Um, Phase come back the next day. Squeak a win out against Paris, but then you know, go on a really convincing uh, Lucius bracket run. Um, they beat Paris, they beat LAG, they beat uh, Florida, and they beat uh, Optic for the first time this year. Uh, so on I land, think, yep, yep, first time on land, yep. But it feels feels like Phase is still. I mean, if if you have to pick somebody at champs, you're, you're still you're still thinking. I mean, if if you're not saying thieves and you're probably saying phase right yeah um as long i mean granted that you're not an optic fan <laughs> yeah. um their phases losers bracket run i mean beating paris leg florida and texas only one of those teams is going to champs so i'm not calling it sure. a mickey mouse um losers bracket run, but <laughs> Uh, you also have to gotta... think they played spoiler a lot that that event. I mean, they they were the final boss for for LAG in Florida. Literally, that's true. That's true. They were you know winning it, the winning in killers for both these yeah. teams. Yep. Yeah. Really, just yeah. So they, I mean, they're they're these these teams are going to be coming out hot. You know, you know, there's our seasons on the line. We have. To 
they're motivated, they're ready to go, and FaZe is still coming in and, and making pretty pretty easy work of, of both of them. Um Yeah. Uh good job to FaZe for making, you know, top three at this event. You would have expected them to, you know, be able to win at least something this year. Uh they still have another opportunity for champs. They're probably yep. thinking, okay, we can't go a whole year without winning something, so champs is it. Yeah, and I mean, and again, this is a roster and a coaching staff with Crowder that basically says, you know, they. I mean, they they've said it on multiple occasions over the past couple of years. Like, look, we don't actually care about the majors. What we care about is is winning champs, and they've and they've proven that. I mean, they've gotten first and second at champ. I mean, Simp has been to champs three times and has two first places and a second. This is a team that just wins and at champs. This is, I mean. This player base is, this is, they're no joke. Uh, I know we touched on the uh, the other teams that are in the bottom four, but FaZe doesn't make a change, right? Like, even if they don't win anything for this year, they don't no. make a change, right? No. Okay. No, almost, yeah. I mean, I think even if they get DFR at champs, I, I don't think they make a change. Um, If anything, if they get DFR, maybe they... Decide to make an AR change. Yeah, like someone else available I mean, has to be better. And who? There's really a very short list of players that are going to be better than RCDs that are available for going into next year. So. Yep, and you know RCDs is also you know that almost the brain of the team. He is he's their you know their response center. He's the guy who's who's making the calls more than likely. Uh, he's he's the voice of reason. He's he's kind of the you know the I mean, he plays, which is, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of times the AR does play that role, but there are very few who do it like RCDs. Um, and I mean, I also think that RCDs stats can generally be deceiving when you're playing on a team with that much slaying power. It's, it's not necessarily easy to, I mean, you, you can hold down a lane all you want, but if nobody's getting down, getting, getting past, you know, all the other three guys on your team, how, how much can you really do? Yeah, exactly. Uh, being able to hang back behind the tiny terrors and then also Selium kind of helps, right? Although yeah. the the supposed fake role change, even though I don't believe in roles, the role change of Cell and Arcities for for the majority of this year, or you know for the second half of this year, moving Cell to the the main 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 AR uh, and having Arcities, you know be the roamer a little bit more um i think it's helped a little bit although at the same time i mean yeah i i really think it's about i I think overall rcs is just going to fill and play that um kind of play the catch-all and that ar and basically is saying like i want to make all three of these guys comfortable i want them to be at their best and whatever i can do to ensure that i'm going to do Exactly, a very selfless play. Um, I mean, yeah, you've, you've seen even when, even before he was he was on uh, Atlanta, went back when you know in MW when he was on Huntsman, he was running the sub so Formal could run the AR, um, and you know he did well with that too. I mean, and this is a guy who's is your prototypical quintessential AR. This is you know, when you think AR, you think Arcities. I mean, it's in the name. It you know, is. it's AR cities. Yeah. So uh, he's he's just 
a really selfless guy. Really, really, he's a team player, and I think near impossible to replace. I mean, maybe if you want to find somebody with a little better gunny, maybe I, if they make a change, it's Arsides, right? But I don't think you're, I don't think you're getting rid of Arsides. I mean, this is just a team that has been so consistent, so successful, even if they don't win champs. Exactly. It's, it's not, yeah. you know, they're not going anywhere. You don't just break, yeah. You don't just break this team up. Uh, next match after Faze and Paris was London after Faze, Faze, yeah, and then Faze, yep, yep. yep. Um, yeah, we talked London, about really disappointing showing, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was really, really, really disappointing showing for London. Um, you're expecting a little bit more. Um, I mean, I, 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 I generally hold that team to a pretty high standard and it was just a really disappointing run for them uh getting dfr especially going into champs um hope that they're taking a couple weeks to recharge and just uh yeah just just find their bearings again um they do get again like we said they get seattle in the first round um so maybe they can uh yeah if there was ever a, a game to bounce back, it would be against Seattle, right? So. Yeah, like I think I think if you want to pick your opponent going into going into chance, if you got to pick your opponent, your pro and your London, you're probably saying it's either Seattle or Boston. I don't really think you necessarily are looking forward to playing any of the other teams. Not this looking forward to playing these teams, but they're probably your best matchups and your best bets at getting one on the board early and just advancing in that winner's bracket. Yeah. Um, I think maybe Toronto might be a pick for you to be, you know, you can, if you could pick you can, say, you can say that, but again, this is a Toronto ultra roster has been together and has shown success, knows how to win. I, you know, and I, I, I don't think that this Toronto roster is going to be a pushover come tournament time they do play optic round one uh, so they do play be... optic round one which yeah so i guess yeah we really haven't talked about uh toronto or optic um i guess if we we're just moving through the uh i guess we yeah we can come back to optic because uh, after lag london was uh surge boston um you know boston you know, did a better job with their vetoes this time around. Yep. Really harped on them uh, with the Gavs in their in their matchup with Florida, but this one they got uh, Bo Cage, double Tuscan, double Berlin. I think the uh, the S and D play from Seattle has just got to be better. Um, I don't know if you have the stats in front of you, but uh, Lamar, I believe he went two and fourteen. In total KD in the SNDs, which is just two and fourteen with a donut on the map four, yeah, or map sit five. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. on the yeah map five zero oh and eight donut. Um, I mean, they really they got their pockets ran on on that Berlin. Um, you know that that Boston really likes Berlin. Uh, they kept the the hard point very very close. It was two fifty two forty eight. Yep. Um. Uh, all oh, of these games were also yeah. uh, outside of the searches. Yeah, pretty competitive. But I mean, 
yeah, the search just has to be better for Seattle. And that's also, I mean, it's you're expecting them to do really well in search. This is this is uncharacteristic, and 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 especially accuracy. You know, the, the Ice Man. You're expecting accuracy to step up in these searches, and really, that's really like why you have accuracy. I mean, not to say that he's bad in respawns, but he really shines and he really makes his presence known in the S and Ds generally. And I mean, yeah, two and six and zero and eight, really, really rough. Yeah, seriously disappointing uh, from Lamar. I mean, that's yep. the Iceman. But again, again, they have. I mean, and you know, they you know they had a really bad showing in the qualifiers or starting in the bracket. But just like London, they on the flip side, they also have a big opportunity playing London, where they can they can get an early one on the board. They can get some confidence for those young guys. You know, Sib and Pred haven't been in a champs environment. They haven't been there. So if they can get a win in that first match, it could be massive. I think this whole major four, like just not even the the major, but the qualifiers for Seattle were pretty disappointing and also landing yeah. in losers bracket to start things off uh mm-hmm. kind of really disappointed after a major three win right i mean yeah you had all three of the all three major winners in in the losers bracket to start uh at, the, at this and lag seattle and, and optic all starting from losers uh with paris uh there's definitely we we can talk about vanguard's inconsistencies all day and all night, but um, really, at the end of the day, these guys simply did not perform. Uh, Seattle has a chance to redeem themselves against London come champs time, but uh, neither of those teams, I would expect, would make a significant run at champs unless Seattle can find their major three form again. Yeah, uh, I mean, again, this uh, uncharacteristic out of the search for them. Uh, I would, I expect better, and I don't think that they're going to have that same kind of showing at another event. There's about a month between, you know, the end of Major Four and Champs time, so you got a month to figure out. Is it a month or is it three weeks? It's like three weeks. I mean, three weeks to figure out search problems is. You know, not a lot of time. You know, you're gonna get in whatever reps you can while also paying attention to everybody in the league. Uh, I know search is probably the toughest to practice because everybody just wants to play respawn scrims, but uh, yep. eventually you're gonna need to get those in. So. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think if you you probably want to get some reps against some. In search, you know, just maybe find some fresh, uh, fresh looks. Um, also, uh, speaking of challengers, uh, didn't really touch on this, but Electrify Steel, which is uh, they got won. RX, yeah, got RX fame, Pander, and Pentagram. Uh, they three won, uh, what is it, Mau Mau, and then and yep. now they're up to they're up two zero right now against uh, uh against Owl. Oh yeah, no, Owl. They're still got one. They're in the losers' finals, um, and they're one map away from going in and playing exposed in the challengers' finals in the grand finals to go to challenger champs. 
they're playing uh, a Wubaba. A, a Wubaba? Yep. Yeah. A Wubaba. Yeah. Ulysses. Uh, Hollow. Yep. Yeah. That roster. So. Mind has been great. Uh, Mind has been fantastic. But yeah, Yuli Mind, Cryptic, and Hollow. Um, I mean, just tangentially, I, I just remember in MW, I was I was convinced that of that uh, Hollow Draza duo, that Hollow was going to be the one that really st- stuck around in CDL. But yeah, it was really Draza, yeah. right? Like me too. <laughs> I thought Hollow was going to be like a staple for the Optic Gaming LA team. Uh, yeah, and then neither of them were around next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was, that was really yeah, crazy. Well, Yuli's got a big two piece. Love that. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I lost what match we're at right now. We talked okay. About... Uh, we yeah, we just talked. We just talked about Seattle, Boston. So yep. next up, Optic versus Rocker. I mean, like we talked. You know all about Rocker. We probably talked that to death, but Optic. This was their their first appearance in the tournament. This, uh, their third, the second to last match of the second day, starting in losers. Um, they had Rocker, uh, and they won that one three two 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 uh, two three losses for Rocker. Um, and when they're on the bubble, that's that's really really uh, that's really really rough. Just not have that that having, ice almost having uh, your season end going game five twice and not being able to ice up has got to be really painful. Maybe they're like thinking like, Oh, because we were so close to champs, we should, you know, keep this roster and go into next year. We, we already talked about, I mean, yeah, but, but yeah, but <laughs> I mean, close to champs is not champs. And I don't think that it's something that pretty much any of these guys is satisfied with. I don't think any of them are thinking, yeah, let's, let's stick, keep this four together. Yep, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so Optic, we haven't really talked about it at all. Um, they had Illy back, and again, again, just like Seattle, very, very disappointing showing in the qualifiers. But they came and they sh- they showed up in a big way at, uh, on land. Uh, made a, a really solid loser bracket run to top four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, this is the number two seed at champs. Um, even I think they're prob. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm I'm sure. I'll, if if I had to put betting odds on them, they're probably my third, the third favorite for me to win this event. Number one phase, number two LAT. I would even say LAT number one right now, but wow, uh, you know what? Yeah, look, the thieves looked really, really. They all they beat phase twice. Um. That's if they true. weren't for them beating FaZe convincingly two times, I would probably still have FaZe above them just on pedigree alone and consistency. But LAT ran FaZe's pockets. They, I mean, they're, they're, the first series, they embarrassed them, and the second one was better for FaZe, but still, I mean, LAT looked really... Re- like I, I know I've said it a lot, but I mean, I can't, you can't overstate how good that this team looked. Uh, I think right now, yeah, right now, LIT is my favorite uh, to win champs. But yeah, Optic, um, after a pretty disappointing qualifier, I think they went one and four. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, yeah, they came back. Uh, they beat Rocker, they beat Breach, um, uh, and Toronto. 
uh, ended Toronto's run. So not not the the strongest of teams, but I mean you've got you've got two champs teams in there that they beat. Yeah, I um, uh, face. I would still like not be surprised at all if Optic won champs this year. Nope. Just because I mean, uh, Shotzi's been incredible I, and Dashy's been an yeah. MVP. Yeah, and I mean this is what they're doing with with Shotzi being in, in a little bit of a slump and. You know, you're you're not going to be surprised if Shotzi comes back and it's just absolutely, you know, returns to that MVP caliber form at champs. And again, uh, you know, just like FaZe, I think that this is a team that is going to be focused on champs, um, you know, especially with Rambo at the helm. Uh, you know, he's, you know, he is not going to, he's not going to take any excuses. He's not, he, he knows what it takes to win and also scum. But I mean, you know, Skump always shows up at champs. You know, you know, in Black Ops Four, got yep. had some pretty rough uh, teammate play there, especially uh, <laughs> is it Karma, right? Yeah. Uh, Crimp um, had a uh, food poisoning on Championship Sunday of Black Ops Four. That's a real yeah. thing. Uh, yeah. Poor guy. Um, yeah. yeah. Skump tends to I... always get screwed at by come chance time. But I mean, he always shows up. I I like. Champs Scump is no joke and never has been. Um, I so I I mean I just think yeah you know if if Scump and Shotzi come out and are just frying, this is a very 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 tough out. Um, they get Toronto first, which like I said before, you know it, it's a team that has not been performing their best, but again is a team that knows how to win and is a roster that is very comfortable with each other have really good chemistry and is always you know always a dark horse i think you know it's hard to count them out ultra played optic really tight um we'll get to this series or we can talk about it now uh that ultra optic series here at major four like that series was really tight yeah for top four to play face next yep. round. It was it was it was it was game five round eleven. Yeah. And uh, I mean and I mean not only that, I mean like Bokesh Harbor Point two fifty to two forty five, a six four S and D, one three control, two fifty to one seventy nine hard point. Uh and I mean that's a two fifty to one seventy nine Tuscan hard point, uh with insight going thirteen and thirty three. Um yep. and I I think that let's see, I think Ultra got outslayed that map by 32 kills and only lost by uh, 70 points. So, still a team that very that can very much beat you without outslaying you. Very cohesive team, uh, a lot of chemistry. I mean, that's always been their their deal, right? Even since uh, Cold War and Insight came on, is that this is a team built around chemistry that can that can just find a way to win games. Exactly. This um, this ultra team, I, I, uh, I don't really take them. I didn't really take them too seriously until this major, uh, just because they've been having such lackluster performances, and then they've had you know some subs come in. Uh, but still, you know, come the end of the year, they're looking good. They're looking like a real team, and. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they beat Optic round one at champs. No, hard to hard to count them out ever. Uh, 
Okay. So, are there any teams that we didn't cover? I think we covered every single Jams team. Uh, other than actually New York. We didn't talk about New York. Um, are we going to have a guest to talk about New York? Uh, let me ask. I'm not too sure if he's all, if he's still going. I see he's still streaming, but I'm going to DM him. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we can put a pin on it and move right in champs. Yeah. Uh, champs predictions. Let's talk about the first round. Uh, uh, first round. First match. Well, I guess, yeah. So first match of the day will be London Surge. Uh, <laughs> am I allowed to say don't care? <laughs> I guess I can't <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I'd go Seattle with this series. Um, I know we talked about London possibly having to bounce back after a really just a disappointing showing for Major 4, but I think Seattle does figure out their S and D's in time and is able to win against London. Uh, I feel the exact same way. I think Surge bounces back in a big way in their Surge. I have far more faith in this Surge team than a London team that all year to me has been a bit of an enigma. Uh, I think if you just went through all of my predictions, they were by far my worst because I was always picking them to win matches that they would just lose. So I think this time I gotta get a surge. Yeah, this year has been a serious disappointment for London, not just for Major Four, but just all season long. It felt like they'd consistently lose on land, even though they would have some promising performances during the online qualifiers. Yeah, I mean, still a top four team over the course of the season, but not one that you're. Uh... Yeah. I mean, but just still like a very forgettable top four. Uh, you know, they, they had a couple of good showings early, but just never felt like a threat to ever win an event, you know? You know, if you did like a like a blind test and you didn't see any results, or you just saw the, the land results for this year and you put up London and LAG next to each other and you said, hey, pick which one of these teams is better or, you know, deserves a spot for champs, I might say LAG. Honestly, uh, I agree, and um, which kind of pains me to say. I I do generally enjoy London, and, uh, but yeah, I mean this year just seem just very forgettable. I I mean <laughs> I'm honestly amazed they were top four. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Second match of the day, uh, LA Thieves breach. Yeah, thieves. I'm thinking thieves. You're thinking thieves. I'm thinking thieves. Um, I think we pretty much talked about it to death. LA looks amazing. Breach, not so much. Um, I think if Breach can get really, really good vetoes, but again, I don't think there are really good vetoes against Thieves. No. Um, I think Thieves is pretty much starting with a with a one zero advantage just based on their control, uh, form right now. Uh, maybe Breach can figure out, but Breach not the strongest control team. Uh, other than that, you know, uh. Breach often find leaves a lot to be desired in uh, in their SMD. Uh, I think if uh, think that, I think if Bokage keeps getting let through for Boston, they have a chance in this series. But I think LA Thieves is going to do yeah, their homework. If they can, yeah, if they can get, yeah, they can get Bokage on hard point. 
it gives them a better chance and maybe on the search, but I don't see them being, yeah, I don't see this being a particularly competitive series. Yep. Uh, third match of the day, Optic Ultra. Mm, you go first. Uh, I, optic. I, um, <laughs> okay. I, you know me. Um, I'm, I'm not want to pick Optic, but I I think it's uh, Optic. Oh, by the way, just a quick Challengers update. That is a 3-0 sweep for Electrify Steel, so the Grand Finals is going to be Electrify Steel versus Exposed. Okay. Scotter X, Fame, Pander, Pentagram versus uh, Pristini, Clay, Felony, and Venom. Yeah. For a spot at Challengers Champs. I would expect Exposed to win that outright. But, you know, uh, yeah. you never know. I mean, you never know. It's a, re- it's, it's a full reset, though, isn't it? Yes. I mean, I'm, and look, I'm just going to bring this up once. Uh, if there was two best of fives and a full reset, uh, New York actually beat LA Thieves in the first five maps. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> just, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> just saying. Just uh, putting not, that out not there. That, that means anything, but, but it's there. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, Optic or Ultra is your pick. Uh. You know, usually there's one upset a day, right? I'm thinking that one this I'm thinking this is the upset of that day. I think Ultra takes the wow. series. And Ultra. I'm not just saying uh, that because I I hate Optic, which I do, and I completely <laughs> own up to. I think Toronto has figured something out. I think coming into this major, they're going to just turn on the Jets and just show up. I think Insight is finally not going to go 13 and 33 in a hard point, and I think they're going to take this series. Uh, look, I don't think it's a bad pick. If if I had to pick an upset here, if, I don't know if you can call the surge over London like in a four or five seed. You can never really call that a huge upset, but if, yeah, if I'm picking an up, upset, I think this is the one to take. Uh, I I, I do think it's going to be optic, but I definitely cannot fault you for taking ultra i mean like i said before i i think you know i kind of beat it to death it's a very strong team uh chemistry wise and they've yeah. they've had plenty of success i uh, I, I just i'm so confident in this pick i the more and more i think about it the more i'm like wow toronto's gonna win this series and optics gonna go to lose the bracket <laughs> round one <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> and the the final series of the day is Atlanta. Face New York. upliners, yeah. Face upliners. You want me to go first, or are you gonna go? I'm gonna go Atlanta. I really do think Atlanta's I've gonna got, win this. I've got Atlanta this one too. Yeah. Um. Yep. I think Atlanta is going to be very, very hot this event, and I also think that. I mean, it really just seems like Face has had. Subliners number this year. Uh, I don't. I don't know if they've if they've beaten if Subliners have beaten Face this year. Yeah, I. I, would, I don't think I they're, be, they're not going to fuck around with vetoes anymore. Like you know they did. I would. Yeah, qualifiers. I would be. I would be. If if Subliners are playing anyone else, I might take them. Um, even Thieves, because I mean they beat Thieves in a best of five series, and then they were, and then they were ahead three two in in the grand finals. 
Um, I think so. I, I, I wouldn't, I would, might even take the liners against LA Thieves uh, just based on that. But against FaZe, I just don't think they match up well. And I think FaZe is going to be hot. Yep. Okay. All right. So we'll just do the winner's side because I think it'll get kind of complicated if we want to go through the whole losers. Yep. With uh, so many upsets. Um, so first would be Atlanta Surge, which we both picked. Uh, I also pick Atlanta here. I think this is an easy Atlanta Atlanta win. Um, again, though, Surge could be it could come back strong. They could bounce back, and they have had uh, a lot of success against Atlanta this year. That's they true. Beat them. They did beat them in the major three finals. Uh, they've shown that they are able to, and I don't think they're going to. And they also beat. I mean, they've beaten them a whole bunch of times. They beat them at the at the kickoff too, um, which really kind of. Uh, announced that surge was was here to to play this year mm-hmm. um i mean so I, I could been such a surge win, but sorry yeah he really has been he really has been no, no, no you're absolutely right uh but yeah I, i'm still taking phase here I, yeah betting uh, against phase is is just crazy in my opinion yeah yep um okay so for our other winners round two uh Let's go Los Angeles versus Old. Who you got? Uh, I take LAT over whoever comes out of that match. I agree. Um, surprisingly, I actually think that Ultra would give them a better game. Yeah, um, I could see that. Uh, they did get 3-0'd at Major 4, though. LAT 3-0'd Toronto at Major 4. So... Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yes, could poke some holes in it, especially if you know, for going off recency and, and matchups, then it's definitely true. Uh, Thieves didn't actually, actually play Optic. Um, didn't have to. They just uh, played FaZe and they came back. Uh, they beat FaZe twice, though. Yeah, I'm uh, thinking, again, I'm thinking Thieves just because Kenny and Envoy have been playing so well. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I don't think that... Yeah, I, I don't think uh, either of those teams are beating Thieves. Yeah. Uh, so then our, our winner's final would be FaZe versus Thieves. And honestly, whoever wins this probably wins the entire event. Uh, um, oh, man. Yeah, Thieves again. Thieves again. Yeah, Thieves here? Yeah. I am going to agree and take Thieves. Uh, but then, I mean, you said you think FaZe, whoever wins this, just wins the event outright. So you think FaZe is going to win? Or, I, I think Thieves is going to win the, the event outright. Oh, sorry, yeah, you said Thieves come back. Okay, yep. I actually am also, I think Atlanta wins this, and Thieves comes back and wins out of Lucifer's bracket. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I can see that. That's my prediction. Uh, yeah, I... I... Um, I think that the Thieves are so deep, Map pool-wise, I think Atlanta is also going to be pretty deep, but I think there is a huge advantage to going down into that into that uh, Losers final and getting that immediate match. Um, I think that we've seen that happen quite a few times, and I think just in a longer series, I think Thieves will end up winning out. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess I've got Thieves over Phase in the Grand Finals, and you've got Thieves also taking Grand Finals. Um, yeah, it's, 
I agree. You know, being in winners finals, going into grand finals, you're just twiddling your thumbs because nobody's going to scrim you because nobody wants to play. Uh, yeah, especially not this. They they might get they they're not going to get a scrim right before, but I mean they'll probably get whoever is going into that. Um, well, I guess that they might just just scrim again against whoever uh, whoever whoever wins and loses are probably still going to scrim while the uh, the match right before is going on, uh, just because you know they have to play. Yep. They both have to play still, so um, I don't know how serious, uh, how much you want to tip your hand in that, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I think a lot of the majors this year, the team coming out of losers want most of them, right? Uh, Major three, no, phase came out of. Wait, did they? Yeah, phase came out of losers and they lost. Uh, major three, major two. LAG, oh, LAG made the run. <laughs> and Major 1, uh, oh, Optic came out a winner. So it's pretty split, 50-50. Um, okay. Yeah, but I do see that there is a little bit of an advantage for teams coming from losers to go in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so we've we've done we've done a winner's bracket. Give me your top four for the event. Top four for the event? Um, top four for the event. Phase LAT. I think Optic's going to make a deep loser's bracket run. And I think it, it works out so that Seattle gets to make the the fourth spot. What about you? Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to go slightly different route, but I also have Toronto uh, losing to Optic in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, that's So that's going to switch just around the matchups a little bit. So my top four uh, in descending order, I think it's going to be Thieves, Phase, Ultra, and then the Subliners. Okay. Uh not a homer pick, just the way that my bracket ended up with uh, who I think is going to be winning um, uh, New York losing in the first round and, and oh, London losing in the first round, then uh, have New York winning that, and then them beating Optic in the next round, because I think they do have a very strong matchup against Optic, and I think they've beaten them enough where I feel comfortable taking them uh, in a series against Optic uh, maybe like 80% of the time. Okay. And then uh, wow. I had Ultra beating Breach and, and Seattle. I respect the confidence. I mean, I I'm glad to hear that New York's going to be up there. I mean, they're a really good team with a lot of momentum going to this final stretch of the season. I yep. yeah. The only reason I don't have them is because I think Seattle has a little bit better ch- championship pedigree to finally be push them over the edge, and I think they're going to figure some stuff out come champs time. Yeah, I think that's completely fair. Just the way that my bracket shook out it was uh I, I don't ever have them playing seattle i have ultra beating seattle in the lm round two yep all right but yeah, it's gonna be interesting but yeah so i think we, what, we we both had top two the same with atlanta and thieves and then you had optic and and seattle and i had ultra and liner yeah i think that's completely fair uh those are 
<clears throat> it's going to be really tight because it's only eight teams I'm... and they're all really like bunched into each other. Like the only two teams that seem so ridiculously high, at least standing wise, are Atlanta and Texas. Uh, just the yep. rest of the teams are, you know, in the middle of the pack, just fighting for whatever they want. Any any of those matchups could go anyway. Yeah, there. I mean, there could be something to be said. We had a different major winner every time. Champs could be the same, and maybe Atlanta finally breaks through this time. Um, we've seen every team after they've won a major has suffered a pretty serious drop off. You know, Optic and um, you know, throughout the season has been on a downward trajectory. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, they they do get the top four finish at this major, but. Also, I mean, since like since winning, I mean, this time they, you know, they came out of the qualifiers and won in four. Um, Seattle also coming to losers bracket after winning major three. After major two, LAG fell off a cliff and didn't even qualify. So there could be something to said for a uh, bit of an adrenaline dump, and uh, I don't know, maybe you know, just I don't, yeah. So I think it, there's a very real possibility that Phase wins this, but the way that LA was playing, I don't think it was just a fluke. I really think that their map pool looked really deep, their control looked really strong, and I'd see them as a very, very tough out. Yeah, I... Especially I, after beating face Yeah. There's a little bit of patterns, you know, going on here, like, you know, Optic, LAG, Seattle, both, all three not really doing well in their following major or qualifiers. Uh I don't think LAT is going to follow that pattern. I think they're still going to be a really good team. But, I mean, FaZe is the only team that's placed top three at every event. So, I, I it's really tough to, you know, taste, say no to FaZe. Yep, and this has been their focus all year. But, yep, uh, I'll stick with my LA Thieves pick, but... Man, it's hard to it's hard to go against FaZe. I don't feel great about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, do you have anything else? Um, right now, no. It would have been nice to see the end of. Uh, it, yeah, it it would have been nice to see the end of the ch- uh, challengers bracket, so we could get like a full. So we could uh, talk about that, but maybe we uh, we dedicate an episode fully to challengers, uh, the challengers um, scene and their champs. Yeah, that would be that great. The, um, if, yeah, if we can lock that down. Yeah, let's see what time their champs is. It is the fourth through the sixth in August. Excellent. Sounds good to me. It's exact. Yeah, exactly the same. It was fourth through seventh for um, for real champs. Yeah, for CDL. <laughs> yeah. Um. That about does it for me. Yeah, uh, uh, I think we hit pretty much everything. Uh, we didn't really talk too much about the subliners, but I think we said everything that needs to be said about them. Yeah, exactly. I think everything that needs to be said, even not just us, but everybody has has <laughs> they've been at the forefront of the of the CDL news cycle. Uh, you know, since over this past major, so. Exactly. Um, again, a lot, lot of fun. The major was huge, huge. Uh, I don't know. It was just, it was great. I had 
time of my life. Um, so I hope I get to, uh, to another major soon. If they have one in New York next year, probably just whoever lines up uh, with my work schedule again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I would love to go to another major soon. Champs can't happen, but definitely next year. Hopefully MW2 is as good as this year. Uh, oh, yeah. Hopefully better, even. I mean, yeah, for for how bad the game was, I do actually really enjoy watching. Yeah, I, absolutely. Like, the atmosphere in King's Theater was amazing. Like, it, the game was kind of meant for those, like, big plays. Like, you know, busting through walls, slide canceling on each other. Like, those big plays uh, are, you know, great for viewership. And Yeah. I can't say, I, and I mean... Of course, it'd be nice to play Call of Duty professionally for a living, but I can't say I envy these pros having to play this game eight hours a day. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm fine with just going into work for eight hours a day. <laughs> exactly. To be honest with you, get a normal so, job. Yeah, yeah, it's bad enough where yeah, this game is bad enough playing it where I'm I'm fine with my nine to five. <laughs> uh, All right, I... do you want to take us out? All right. Uh, without further ado, uh, Nacho, play that heat. I'm feeling like Teach. What would you chance? You know what I mean. I'm feeling like Teach. All on the docks in the first HP. I'm feeling like Teach. Fitting out for the L, can I get some out, please? I'm feeling like Teach. I'm feeling like.